888-835-2414. This is Blogging with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at us. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 362, we're going to be talking talking about how to reduce overwhelm as you grow your blog. I hear it over and over from members of my coaching club. The question that often comes up is this, with everything that you need to do to build your blog and grow your online business, oftentimes working a full-time job, how in the world do you get it all done and not go crazy? How do you re- avoid or reduce that feeling of overwhelm? And I, I know exactly how that feels. I've been there, done that, and every so often I get right back at that spot. But there are a few things that I've done that have dramatically altered the state of being and have allowed me to have more calm on this journey. In this episode, I'm going to share seven of those tips with you, and my hope is that when you take action, you'll reduce that feeling of overwhelm. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. How are you doing? I hope you are having an amazing day. And if not, not yet, I hope that by the end of this episode, you know, I believe that by the end of this episode, you're going to be equipped to make this day amazing and every other day after this can get better. <laughs> hey, I'm so glad to be here with you. This is episode number 362. You can find deto- detailed show notes at becomeablogger.com slash 362 any announcements any 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 links any resources anything that i mentioned it will all be there and i have an announcement i have an announcement i'm so excited about this announcement oh <laughs> i don't know why my voice went up into that 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 range just now but anyhow i have an announcement oh my word so today the day that this podcast episode went live, Monday, October 14th, I released a workshop, a course, a, 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 a training that I believe can change your life. I know it sounds like I'm over-exaggerating and it sounds like I'm like ridiculously excited. Well, I'm not over-exaggerating, but I am ridiculously <laughs> excited. This is the first of a series of collaborations with experts that are going to teach things, <laughs> good things. And the first one that we released today inside my coaching club is called How to Run an Online Business while working full time. Oh my word, I don't know about you, but uh, when I started my online business, I was working full time. And yes, you know, the topic of today's episode is so appropriate. Overwhelm, oh my word. It is so easy to be overwhelmed. 
And it's so easy. It's much easier when you're trying to do this thing on the side while working a full-time business. It is taught by my very good friend and fellow mastermind member, Mark Mason from LateNightIM.com, Late Night Internet Marketing. And, oh, man, this 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 course, this workshop, I, I even get confused about what to call it because it was so, like, sick. It, man, this thing was so well done, and I am so excited to release it to the members of my coaching club. If you are not a member of the coaching club, and if you find yourself saying, man, I am trying to build my online business, I am working full time, and I get overwhelmed, and I don't know if it's possible, or if I struggle to figure out what to focus on next, you need to check this thing out. I want you to go to bloggercoaching.com and sign up, sign up. I said signed up, like you already signed up. I like it. <laughs> you need to sign up at bloggercoaching.com because in addition to all of the, the the courses that we have there on building your business with a blog, in addition to the four coaching sessions, live coaching sessions we do each and every month where you get to come on and ask your questions and I get to work with you directly in a group setting, but work with you directly on whatever the biggest issues you are struggling with as you grow your blogging business. In addition to being able to go into our brand spanking new members area and ask any question and get a video response to each and every question, you're going to get access to how to run an online business while working full time. And let me tell you, I've never done anything like this. It's a collaboration, which I absolutely love. And it is so well produced. This is the first course. If you, oh my word. Listen, oh man, I, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting kind of excited. But when you, just the production of the course, the production quality, and literally, you know, like when you're watching a movie and someone talks about something and there's B-roll and stuff that's happening to help you to fully visualize the stuff that's going on. That is the level of quality that this course was produced at. And that's because I want it to be super impactful. I want you to watch it, but I want you to internalize it. And I want you to be equipped and empowered to run an online business, your online business, your blog, your blogging business while working full time and actually feel like you're getting somewhere and not just feel like you're getting somewhere, but actually get somewhere. If you're not a member, sign up now, bloggercoaching.com. This man is going to have a positive impact on your life. Okay, so let's get into the content for today's episode. And, you know, it's, it's an extension of this course, quite frankly. I want to tell you a story about when I started my online business back in 2008. I started on January 18, 2008. And it was actually kind of exciting because this was the first time that I actually made some money online. Back then, I was doing this thing called freebie trading. And if you don't know what freebie trading is, is this thing that we used to do back in the day. Uh, the site still exists, but there, I mean, it's, it's come a long way in the wrong direction. But back then, there's a, there was a concept. You go to these websites. These websites say you can complete offers and, and refer people, and then you get free, like, TVs and iPods back then and so on. And... 
by side note, the TV that I use today is still that free 42-inch TV that I I got <laughs> from referring people to a, a site when I won a competition and all that stuff. But anyhow, um, you get free stuff for getting people to complete these offers. Now, I learned about a way where, you know, there were these forums on the internet where people were looking to complete these offers. So I would match them with the offers and then I would get paid and I would split that payment with them. So if I made $40, I'll give them $20. So it was a very fascinating concept. But the 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 interesting thing about it was I I mentioned that, you know, you're doing it in these forums. Well, in order to continue making money, I had to be in these forums. And it almost seems like I was in the forums all day. Listen, when I was not at work at my job at the time, a high school science and math teacher, I was working on my business. So it, it, it was intense. I remember there were times, this is going to sound bad, but I remember there were times where, you know, I felt like I couldn't leave my computer to go and get food because... I had so much to do. And then I felt like, man, I needed to go to the restroom, but that would take me away from all of the things that I had to do. And I, it came to a point. There was kind of like a breaking point. And that breaking point was when I got so overwhelmed because I was just going and going and going because I had this dream in my mind of this thing that I was trying to build. And I, 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 I was um, relatively recently married. I got married two years before and I'm, I'm neglecting my wife. I'm neglecting everything else in life. I'm not exercising. I'm not doing anything. All I'm doing is going to work and then coming home and going to work. And it got so crazy that I said, I am done. I've had enough. This is not going to work for me. I can't continue doing this. I'm going to stop this online business thing. And that's exactly what I did from one day to the next no more forums, no more trying to make money online, no more anything. I was just going to go back to my regular life. And then something interesting happened. Maybe you've heard this story before if you've been following me for a while, but hey, stay with me. Um, I continued making money. And, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. I'm here killing myself on a daily basis, trying to build this business so that I can make money. And now I'm not doing anything, but I, I'm making money. And I had set systems in place without even realizing it so that my online business could continue to pay me even though I wasn't working right then and there. And that's when I was like, man, there has to be a better way. Maybe there's something in between killing myself and doing nothing. <laughs> Obviously, there is, right? There's a whole spectrum. But, but I was at that point of overwhelm, and it caused me to quit. And what I do not want is for you to quit. So that's why this episode exists. Now, fast forward, um, so that was 2008, now it's 2019, so fast forward 11 years, oh my word, I've been doing this for a long time, fast forward 11 years, I found myself actually in a very interesting position, because once again, I have my online business, now the difference is now I'm doing this thing full time, 
But I realized that I was running in too many different directions. Now, for those of you that don't know, yes, I run my blog here at becomeablogger.com, podcast blogging with Leslie. I have my blogger coaching club and all these different things. By the way, we're getting somewhere. I know I'm telling you a lot of stories, but we're getting somewhere. Um, but I'm also head of training for Social Media Examiner, and I am um, uh, responsible for the training sessions in the Social Media Marketing Society. But I reached to a point where I realized because of my role at Social Media Examiner, my days were interrupted so much that I just wasn't getting as much done in my online business. And I absolutely love working with Social Media Examiner. So I went to, um, uh, well, I spoke with my wife. All of these decisions usually starts with speaking to my wife. And I said, listen, I I think we need to make some changes. And one of the changes is that I believe that I need to step away from Social Media Examiner. Now, that's a big deal. Here's why it's a big deal. I love working with Social Media Examiner, just like I love working at my job when I was uh, a, a university professor. But not just that. Working with Social Media Examiner and being a part of the society keeps me on my game. Uh, Three times a month, we're doing these social media marketing training sessions, and I'm responsible for making sure that the, these sessions are on point. I work with the speakers. I give them feedback on how they can make it better, and then I host the sessions. We do these dry runs where they present to me and the rest of the team first, and then eventually um, uh, we, we, you know, we give them all the feedback, and then I host the sessions live. I was learning so much by doing this, but I felt like, you know what, there's too much going on, and I need to reduce it. So I had a conversation with Mike, um, and to make a long story short, I didn't end up leaving them, but I ended up being in a situation where um, the amount of time that I was working with them probably went from 10 hours, not even 10 hours a week, maybe six hours a week, five, six hours a week, depending on the, the week, to two, and only on one day. And making that simple change has drastically increased my productivity and made me able to do so much because when my days are interrupted, I don't get as much done. So I had to proactively seek out changes in my life to make myself way more productive. Now, here's the thing. This world that we live in, this world of trying to build an online business, it is relatively new and most people don't understand it. And what is what is crazy is that it moves so fast and there's so many things happening. And there are all these, I always say when Google have a mood swing, but there are mood swings all over the place. Facebook has mood swings. Google has mood swings. Uh, you know, there are new platforms that are popping up here and here. First, then live video is the thing you have to be doing. Oh no, now you have to be doing stories and you have to do stories on all of these different platforms. You got to do this. You got to do that. And there's a, 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 uh, there's an overwhelming feeling that there's so much to do and so little time. But I want to tell you what I believe is a myth. The myth is that being busy is an indicator of productivity. That is not the case. You know, we tend to, especially in this Western 
world, we, we, we tend to feel like, you know, if I'm busy, you know, if I'm doing this, if I'm doing that, I'm, then I'm being productive. But that is not the case. I remember when I was doing my master's degree, um, I, this was actually quite an interesting experience um, because I'm, I'm doing my master's in America, but the university that I was working on, I was doing a master's in neurobiology and we were researching crickets and comparing the activity of the neurons in crickets to their behavior and then comparing a species in North America to a species in Germany. It was Akita domesticus in North America and uh, Gryllus bimaculatus in Germany. And the way that the, the male, uh, the female response to the male in these two different places are completely different. I'm not going to go into all the details, but we, we we studied the differences on the behavioral level and on the neuronal level. But what was interesting, th- man, I just went geeky there. Uh, but what was interesting is I remember being there, um, and I had uh, I had to work in a slightly different work ethic concept than how they do it over there. And when I say slightly, I mean dramatically. I remember coming into the lab first thing in the morning. No one is there, leaving after everyone is gone. Sometimes working 12 to 14 hours in one day. And I remember uh, these German scientists would come in, you know, at nine. And then they would go for lunch and it would be a very long lunch. And then they'd come back and then they'd. They'd work for a few more hours and then they'd be gone. And they'd always say, man, you guys work a lot. (laughs) Now, part of that was because we were there for a shorter period of time. But the other part of that was we are just used to working like crazy. And there's this myth that being busy is an indicator of productivity. But what I realized is that they were just as productive as we were, but working significantly less. There's a principle called the Pareto Principle. You may also know it as the 80-20 rule. And what it basically said, this is, says, is, this is the Leslie Samuel um, translation. 80% of your productivity comes from 20% of your work. 80% of your productivity comes from 20% of your work. Now, this is the real Leslie Samuel version. You ready for it? The real Leslie Samuel version of that principle says 80% of what you're working on on a day-to-day basis is crap. <laughs> it's crap. Yeah, and, and that's my technical term, crap. You're focusing your time and effort on the wrong thing. I have a number of people that have come into the coaching club and they have the hardest time getting started. And the reason why they're having the hardest time getting started is because, okay, they got to choose the right design. They got to, they got to, okay, okay. Now they have this WordPress theme and they can customize this WordPress theme. So they're going to spend a bunch of time trying to customize it. They're not designers. You're not a designer, but you, you got to do this. You got to tweak this here. You got to find all the right plugins and make sure they're installed. And, and then you got to, you got to, while doing all of this, you have to write 15 articles and have them 
ready before you can even go go live and then you got to do this and 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 the site is giving some issues so you got to figure out how to use wordpress and you got to figure out what's what all can go wrong with wordpress and then and then you're doing this and you're studying all these things study 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 doing 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 and there's still no content on the blog there's still no lives being impacted there's still nothing really happening the extension of this is if you can then take 80% of your time and focus it on the 20% of things that really matter that sense of overwhelm will be reduced and you will get a whole lot more done. So I want to walk you through seven steps right now that I believe can literally transform the way you do what you do and have a significant impact on what you're able to accomplish. You ready for it? Tip number one, identify your 20%. What are the, the relatively few things that you do that actually moves the needle, that gives you the biggest ROI, that has the biggest impact, that makes the most money. What are the things that are really important in your business? And what you're going to realize when you go and try to identify those things is that it's not that many things. Some of the things that might come to mind are things like, you know, this is, this is for me. Creating content. This is what I'm doing right now. This is me creating content. And this is the driver of my entire business. So creating content, strategically promoting that content, not just promoting it everywhere and trying to, no, strategically promoting it in a way that will have an impact. Growing my email list and growing my coaching club. One, two, three. Four, that's it. Everything else is not that important. Identify your 20%. What is, what is that for you? And I want you to really write these things down. Now, my guess is that if you what you're trying to do is build a blog and build a business around that blog, your 20%. It's going to look pretty similar to the four things that I just mentioned. I mean, obviously not the coaching club, not promoting the coaching club, but you may have your own thing that you want to sell, your own thing that you want to promote. I want you to write it down. The 20%. Then we're going to move on to tip number two. Identify your 80%. The other things, the things that are not as important, the things that you maybe you focus on or maybe you have somebody else focusing on. This is also known as the crap. <laughs> now, um, I, 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 I want you to write these things down. Either it doesn't need to be done or it doesn't need to be done by you. I'm going to tell you what some of my things look like, all right? Anything design-related. Now, um, I used to think that I had a, a, a decent eye. I could design some stuff, and then... Um, I remember there was an interesting time. I was designing something for my site. I think it was the header for my The Freebie Guy blog back in the days. And I remember um, designing it and feeling proud. Man, this looks good. Normally, I'd pass it on to my assistant and she would make the design and, and, and it would look good. 
Um, but I decided, you know what? I could do this. Man, I'm a little, I, I got a little bit of an eye. And I remember showing it to my wife, all like proud. Hey, honey, what do you think about this? And her response was something like, you did this, didn't you? I was like, yeah. She was kind of like, I could tell. <laughs> now, that wasn't a compliment. <laughs> I don't know if you get that, but it wasn't necessarily a compliment. It's just that's not my skill. That's not what I went to school for or got training for. Designing is not for me. So anything design-related, dealing with the technology, well, you know, I love tech, and I can do it well. But is it the best use of my time? No, because quite frankly, anyone else can deal with that stuff. They can't deal with my creating content the way that I create the content, but they can deal with the, 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 the tech. Uh, spending non-focused time on social media. Yes, I said it. Non-focused time on social media. Now, I love social media. I enjoy it a lot in some ways. Some ways I, I don't love it. But there are some things about social media that I absolutely enjoy. But many of those things, it, they, it, they don't really grow my business. It's just me wasting time. So that is part of my 80% trying to be active on every platform. Now, I don't know about you, but just writing that kind of stresses me out. Just thinking about trying to be active on every platform because there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's Pinterest, there's YouTube, there's, I always, I'm always tempted to say MySpace and Google Plus, but I'm not going to say those because, well, I already said it. Anyhow, um, and, and now there's TikTok. We just did a, a training inside the, the, the Social Media Marketing Society on TikTok, and that looks very interesting. And there's Snapchat, and there's so many things that we can be active on. But that can really easily be the 80%. Checking email. Now, and I'm not talking about, you know, checking email at all, but continually and continuously. C continuously checking email throughout the day in between the work that I'm doing that has a way of getting me distracted and not as focused that I, as I should be. That is part of the 80%. Other non-business related things like TV and video games and, uh, well, for me, not, well, not just any video games, virtual reality video games. I have my Oculus Rift here and I love getting in some virtual reality games where there's a lot of action and, and, and there's one that I just downloaded that's a, a boxing game where you're in a boxing ring fighting against people and literally you do that for five minutes and you are wet in sweat like you're actually fighting someone. It's so fascinating. But these are... <laughs> These are a part of my, my 80%. All of those things. That's a lot of stuff. Now, as you can imagine, if I were trying to do the 100%, the 20%, and the 80%, man, I am overwhelmed. There is not enough time in the day. I can't do it all, but I'm going to try if I'm really committed to making that happen, right? Let's then move on to tape number three. I want you to ruthlessly eliminate the non-essentials. If it doesn't need to be done, stop doing it. That's number one. If you don't need to do it, don't do it. Wait, did you guys hear that? Oops, I should turn that down. That's my other computer. <laughs> if you don't need to be doing it, stop doing it. Now, this right here can be extremely difficult, especially if it's things that, number one, you enjoy doing or 
things that you've been doing for a while. It's almost as if you feel like it has to be done because it's it's just been a part of what you are doing. And letting go of those things can be really, really tricky. But the freedom that comes along with letting go can be extremely, extremely rewarding. And for me, just as an example, one of the things that I let go recently are the the dry runs that we do for the Social Media Marketing Society. Well, after evaluating it, we realize that this is not necessarily something that I have to do. And that is the thing that was taking up so much time and distracting me from the work that I really needed to do. And that was a difficult decision. But, you know, um, there are other things that can be let go. Like the desire to be active on every platform. Free yourself from that burden. Always trying to keep up with the hottest trends. You don't have to be on all of the hottest trends. You know, some of my most successful clients, I mean, those clients that have gone on to make six figures and in some cases, very high six figures. It is interesting because sometimes they ask me how to do something and I'm kind of like, how do you not know how to do this basic thing? You have such a successful blog. And I realized that they don't know because they didn't focus on those things. And in some ways, I shouldn't be focused on those things. And because they weren't, and they were more focused on the things that they had to do to grow their business, they built ridiculously successful business. FOMO is real. The fear of missing out. And, and, and we always feel like we have to be on the hottest trends, but you don't. It's a real way to waste a ton of time and overwhelm you like nothing else. So just give it up. Miss out. It's okay. I want to I wanna free you to miss out on the latest trends. Okay? Is that, is that okay? That's tip number three. Let's move on to tip number four. So now that we have ruthlessly eliminated the non-essentials, it is time to schedule time blocks for the important stuff. And actually, before I say that, when eliminating, you can also ask yourself the question, what can I get someone else to do? What can I pass off to a virtual assistant? What can I hire someone to fix? And oftentimes we think that it costs so much money to do that. But if you start to look into it, and I have a course in my coaching club on this, um, Outsourcing Simplified, It doesn't have to cost as much money as you think. And if what you get in exchange is peace of mind and and more productivity, it's so worth it. All right. So tip number four, schedule time blocks for the important stuff first. Now, I used to be this person. I'd start off the day with a huge, uh, like a long to-do list and, and, and then start with like a bunch of the little things. Okay, let me get the, the little things out the way here. And I, I, I want, if that's you, I want you to stop that. Here's what I want you to do. The thing that is the most important, that's going to have the biggest impact, whether that's creating that video or working on that blog post or creating that product, whatever that thing is that you know is big and important, Start with things to help you finish that first. 
Now, on my to-do list every morning, what I have is the three most, most important things that I want to get done. And these three things, if I get those things done, I will feel like this day was very productive. And and uh, then I'd put some other things. And if I don't get to those other things, that's okay. But these big three, these are to help me to get towards the big goals that I've set. So, your main goal here is to schedule the important stuff first and then start busting through those things. Then what I do is I, you know, I after putting down the things in my to-do list, I will then um, schedule time blocks for those things. And by doing that, I'm able to plan when it gets done and I'm able to think proactively actively about how I schedule things because what I'm trying to do is make sure that the bulk of my time, for example, 80% would stick with that number because it seems kind of convenient. Um, 80% of my time is spent on these important things. Now, as I go throughout the day, I might adjust things a little, but by doing this, by being proactive about scheduling it this way, I've been so much more productive than ever before. Now, there's a tool that I use for this, my Get It Done spreadsheet, and you can get access to that spreadsheet by going to becomeablogger.com slash, what is it, Get It Done? I didn't even check that. Let me see, Get It Done. Yep, that's it, becomeablogger.com slash Get It Done. All right? That tool is what I use every single day. It's a free spreadsheet that I created, and you can get access to it 100% free of charge. Um, so, yes, um, Schedule the important things first. And you schedule those things in time blocks. Tip number five. Schedule time blocks for the non-important stuff. You have the important stuff out of the way. At least you know when you're going to be doing those things. Um, you want to be careful with this next step. Because the non-important stuff can easily take up a significant amount of your time. But this should only take up a small part of your time. Maybe 20%. That's a nice number. <laughs> and if you don't finish the big three, you can feel free to steal from this 20%. Those things aren't in, like, like they're not ridiculously important. You're going to live without them. All right? Get the important things done first. Tip number six. Track your time. And keep yourself honest. Now, this is the big one. This one is, you know, okay, yeah, we can we can create a checklist of things to do. We can uh, create a schedule and all that stuff. But the tracking time is a great way to see, man, am I actually doing what I said I should be doing? Am I spending 80% of my time on important things? Am I getting things done because I'm spending the right amount of time on these things. Now, if, if, if you find yourself m way more time is spent on things like designing your blog and not as much on creating content, that's an indication that you need to make an adjustment. If you're just boggled down with all this tech stuff so much that you can't get to you know, the, 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 the more important things, you need to do some adjustment. And by tracking your time... And trying to get close to, closer to this 80-20 distribution, 
what you're going to see is that, at least for me, what I, what I found in the beginning is what, was that I wasn't spending as much time as I thought on the important things. So I had to adjust. And that's exactly what I do. Uh, so I want to give you some tools that you can use for this. I just actually started using this um, thing, a device uh, from Timeular. If you go to timeular.com. It's actually a physical device that I have on my desk. And when it's time for me to work, I just turn it onto the thing that I'm working on. It's kind of cool. Uh, I saw it in an Instagram ad. <laughs> and the Instagram ad got me. It, man, Instagram ads, man, those things will get you. But this Instagram ad got me and I started using it. It has been a little glitchy at times, but it, it, it actually has done really well for me because all I have to do is turn it to the side. It's like this device that has a weird shape. And on the different surfaces, I have written down the thing that I'm working on. And all I have to do is put the, the thing that I'm working on to face up and it starts tracking automatically. It's, it's really cool. Um, but you don't have to have a physical device. Uh, Rescue Time is, a, is a, an app that you can install on your computer and it will just, in the background, track everything you do. All of the websites you're on, all of the programs that, you're, you, 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 you're, uh, that you use and all that kind of stuff and how much time you spend on these things. And that will give you an idea. When you go in there, and this was the first one I used, and I remember going in there and seeing Facebook a whole lot. <laughs> and I knew that I wasn't up in there, you know, strategizing how to get exposure for my content. No, I was just there chilling. <laughs> so track your time and keep yourself honest. Tip number seven. This is the last tip, and then we're done. Tip number seven, use tools slash tech to help your focus. Now, this is, this is something, you know, I, I work online. And it is easily, it's easy to use tools and tech to distract you. Well, why not just use tools to help you focus? And there are a few tools that I've used that, has, that have helped me significantly. First one, this one is really cool. I've spoken about it before. It's called Self Control, and it's for Mac only. It's a really cool app. And what you do is, when you install it, you then say, "Hey, these are some uh, websites that distract me." You create kind of like a, a blacklist of websites, and then when it's time for you to focus, you say, "Okay, for the next hour, I want to focus." And you turn the timer at one hour, and you press start. And what will happen is, no matter what you do. You cannot visit those websites. If you go to those websites, it's going to act as if the website does not exist. You know that page that you get when the, the, you, you go to a URL and it's the wrong URL so it doesn't exist? It will do that. And there is nothing you can do to stop it from doing that. The only thing you can do to stop it from doing that is formatting your hard drive. <laughs> Because once you give it that permission, if you say for the next 24 hours even that you want to be focused, you cannot visit those websites on that device. You have to use some other device. And that has really helped me. I'm, I will say I'm going to write for the next hour. And um, it was interesting because I would turn on the timer and I'd notice, and this is when I noticed I had a problem, I'd be writing or I'd be focusing on something and then automatically I would press Command T F, enter. Command T F, enter. Now, what is that? Command T, open a new tab. F, 
it'll pop up the website that I always go to that has F as the first letter, Facebook. Enter. All of a sudden, I'm on Facebook. And it was like a reflex. Certain things would happen. Command T, F, enter. And I'm like, wait, what am I doing? And then I'd go to the, the, the I'd go to Facebook and realize that I can't go there. And then it'll be like, oh man, I have a problem. And by after a while of doing that, I was able to get myself to stop pressing that command T F enter. Self-control is a really cool app. Focus me. Now, if you don't have a Mac, this is an alternative that works well for PC, um, and it's a similar concept. Uh, another thing that I do. I turn off my notifications, but I kind of go extreme. Now, here's the thing. Notifications have a way of us of making us feel important. You know, we're getting messages from people all over the world and yada, yada, yada. Um, but really what you're doing is you're giving other people control of your time. So what I've done is I turn off all my notifications. Quite frankly, on my devices, the default mode is do not disturb. And what that means is it doesn't matter what message you send me. I'm not getting it until I decide that I am going to open up that app and see what messages I have. I have do not disturb on my computer. So I get no notifications there. I have do not. I just got an Apple watch. <laughs> and by the way, this is like one of my favorite pieces of tech now. I thought that I always used to think that I don't want this device on my wrist that can always be notifying me and I have access to the internet completely and yada, yada, yada. But what I've actually found, this is not a pitch for the Apple Watch or anything of that sort, even though it kind of sounds like it. What I found is by having an Apple Watch, it actually reduces my, my uh, uh, compulsion to check my smartphone. And quite frankly, I will leave without my smartphone because I have the, the cellular version and it can do a lot of things, but it can't do everything a smartphone can do. So I would leave with my smartphone, leave, I mean, with my, my watch and leave my smartphone at home. So I now have a few things that I can do. And when I'm out with people, I'm not as distracted as I used to be when I have my smartphone in my pocket. This is relatively new for me. I'm still experimenting with it, but I like what I'm seeing from having this so far. So turn off the notifications. It, if people really need to get to you, like what I do, I have my favorites list. My wife is on there and a few important people. And if they call me, it will ring. Anyone else calls me, it goes to voicemail. And when I check my voicemail, I see who called me. And you know what the result of this has been for me? Freedom. Because I don't have to be on call. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to save your life. If it's an emergency, call 911. There's not that much that I could do for you. So I, since I am not that important, <laughs> I don't need my notifications on. Lastly, remove distracting apps from your phone. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram, they have all these awesome apps, right? Um, but if you know you have a problem with them distracting, you'll remove them from your phone. If you do these things, what you're going to find is that there's less anxiety. There's less overwhelm and that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish 
So let me run over these tips again. Tip number one, identify your 20%. Tip number two, identify your 80%. Tip number three, ruthlessly eliminate the non-essentials. Number four, schedule time blocks for the important stuff first. Number five, schedule time blocks for the non-important stuff. The important stuff has to be about 80% of your time. The non-important, 20%, you're going to be focused on the right things, the things that help you grow your business. Tip number six, track your time and keep yourself honest. Tip number seven, use tools slash tech to help you focus. And tip number eight, a bonus tip. <laughs> I got to throw this in at the end here. My bonus tip is this. Join the coaching club and, and check out that course that Mark Mason from Late Night I Am did. It is awesome. And it will really help you to focus on what is important and to, 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 to get more done trying to build your online business while working full time. I know how overwhelming it is. I've been there, done that, and I go back there every so often. Well, not to the full-time working, but to the feeling of overwhelm every so often. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to come on over to the coaching club and come over to the bright side at bloggercoaching.com. And here's the thing, right? It's not just the course. It's the support that you get. Because you have me there, you have the members of the community there, and we are in this thing together. We are supporting each other. We are, man, the last coaching call we had was so impactful because someone came on there and shared some stuff that she was struggling with. And the others were just saying things like, listen, you, you know you have us here. We care about you. They even said, we love you. And that's the thing, right? Because we've been together for a while, the relationships that get established in the coaching club can have a significant impact on your life. People dare to support you. But this course right now, if you are feeling overwhelmed, you got to check it out. Bloggercoaching.com. I think that's it. This is pretty much it for this episode. Let's see someone here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. But until next time, take care and God bless. Wait, that's the wrong button. <laughs> this is the right button. And now this is when I hit that button. Gotta love technology. <laughs> Have a great one.